I'm author Mark Muncie. And I'm author Erica Lance. And this is Eerie Travels. We're here. Why are you not talking? Oh, I completely was like, oh my gosh. I was entranced by Destiny's music. I was like, oh... I wish it would go on forever. So, oh my sorry. goodness! So, real quick before we begin this, Mark is mostly paying attention. I'm, I'm back. I'm back. Okay, I'm going to do a disclaimer real quick for anybody listening. Oh, we yes. are going to touch on some very um, dark topics, including slavery. There's some brutality in this episode. It's an honor of Black History Month, but if this is something that's a trigger for you, you might want to skip this episode and wait for the next one. So, this is our trigger warning. Be prepared. So it's official. It is a really good story. So. Yeah. So Mark, I know you're being swayed by Destiny's music, but what's, what's new and exciting? Did uh, you see the news? The news. Oh my gosh. You know, like I said, we were just talking about this, what, a little while ago that, you know, you know it, we didn't expect, a, you know, government discussing UFOs in our lifetime after Project Blue Book closed. And then, you know, then we had the whole report. We had all that. And then now we had fun with the Chinese balloon going over our entire country and everybody was winding down from that. And that was, you know, the memes on that were off the chart. That was incredible. The memes alone, you know, I'm still trying to figure out how it flew over Montana and did not get shot down. That is just, that is the question for me. Well, it By, just depends just on if it went anywhere near a populated area of Montana, because I love Montana, but there's like 12 people that live there. Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. But those 12 people are as armed as anybody I know. So, uh, oh, yeah. Yes, yes, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, uh, but anyway, uh, you know, but after that, you know, just calming down from that. And then suddenly Alaska, another thing comes over Alaska and we shoot it down. And not only do we not make it secret, we tell the world about this in our press conference that we shot down a UFO over yeah. Alaska, you know, or right as it entered Alaskan waters, which were frozen waters, but it's still, you know, it's there. And have we recovered it? They haven't said anything else. We don't know if there were bodies. We don't know if there was anything, but they said a cigar-shaped UFO. No, they said it was shaped like a car. Car, car. So here's the thing. I do not think this is a UFO. I am starting to believe that um, witches and wizards are real because if we all recall from Harry Potter, <laughs> Harry and Ron stole a car that was an original car that was magicked by um, Ron's father to fly. So yeah. I think what they shot down was a 50s era Buick that has been imbued with magic or and that's what they're going to find. Poor Ron and, and Harry are now, you know, hit by an F-16. Very and, uh, different than the Whomping Willow. That's all I'm going to say. Like, the Whomping Willow was a cakewalk in comparison uh, you know, to what the U.S. Total, government will do. An anti-aircraft missile, you know, it just, uh, you know, took them out. Uh, then, uh, you know, Vada Kedavra that, I don't think so. But, <laughs> yeah, oh you know God. what, it's, it's interesting because it does bring up the point, and I know we need to get into our episode here, but it does bring up the point that I'm wondering if the U.S. government is starting to get that you hiding some of this stuff from the the public is no longer an option. It, 
yeah there was i mean there was video footage of this you know somebody got it i mean this is alaska where there's not a lot of people and this was before it hit alaska shores but somebody caught it on camera which is the whole reason they had to comment on it um and especially since everybody's now on heightened alert after the balloon whole incident that was another one they probably weren't going to talk about it but it was in plain sight so it was kind of hard to hide um yeah my favorite thing about the stories on this is the same thing i've noticed a trend in science stories of late is they cannot get their measuring systems down for the life of them uh i love we spotted an asteroid that was the size of two giraffes and Wait. that was a headline. I'm like, when did giraffes become the standard unit of measurement for science? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, the yeah, one the size no, of a small sedan. Yeah, like yeah. I and here's the thing, and I get it if you don't want to use the U.S. inches and feet mm. and stuff like that because everyone else pretty much uses the metric system. Yeah. But seriously, you can't, you know, like. Oh. Like measure things correctly. The size, uh, as uh, you know, the, the size of a stadium. Well, you know what what type of stadium? You know what you know. There's a lot of different stadiums I've been to, and they're all different sizes. You know the you know what the the one what was it? There was a uh, you know we we had a bit of the sun. This is something new that we should probably talk about a little bit. The the sun part of it broke off and spiraling around the top of the sun. What? Yo, just, and this is just, because we have a new s satellite up there that can see this. Apparently, we don't know if it happens all the time. This could be a new thing. This could be an old thing. But it's crazy that this has happened. And but again, the description of it was solar flare, you know, or piece of the sun breaks off. And you're sitting there going, how big of a piece? You know, is there a description of this? No, just this piece of the sun breaks off. I'm like, wait, I'd, I'd like to know. If my son is breaking, you know, it's kind of important. It sounds like it would be very important. Well, I just found the link to that. And literally science alert says part of the sun is broken off and formed a vortex. What the heck is going on? <laughs> it formed a vortex one day ago. What does that even mean? I have to look. I have to look. Material no, 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 from no. a filament of plasma yep. erupting from the sun and formed a crown-like vortex over the solar north pole. Yep, like a like a like wearing a halo. So you know what? What this says to me is, mm. um, you know, what is it that the winter is coming? Summer yep. is coming. Summer is coming, <laughs> and uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna melt. I mean, the, uh, you know that's the just, orange that's... walkers are heading towards. <laughs> <laughs> and all this, and we've got UFOs being shot down over Alaska. So, you know, it's the watch the skies, folks. Keep watching the skies. It's oh, my goodness. I grabbed all those links, too. I'm sure Callie will put them into our show be great. so yeah, everybody can see I mean, this come ridiculousness. On. <laughs> uh, you know, so we've got what a Harry Potter car, uh, a, a balloon, and now the sun's breaking. This is, you know, I don't know. This is, you know, it's 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 an odd it's an odd time to be alive. That's all I can say. It is a very odd time to be alive. But I mean, hey, the fact that it's these an are in the paper. Time to be alive. Yeah, these are actually actual news. You know that I, none of this would have been reported 10, 20 years ago. This would all have been, you know, well, the fact we went out a satellite up there to see this, then, you know, on the sun. Um, you know, and it's not like we watch the sun pretty closely, even though it is kind of important to us. Um, 
it's 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 it is what it is. Yeah, no, super true. Well, um, anywho, after that breaking news, which um, riveting breaking news, riveting right breaking there. news, it is still Black History Month. Yes, and, it is. Um, after Rosewood, I was going to take us to another place in Florida because it's another place I'm very familiar with. Uh, but to do that, I want to talk about a young lady who this is all really about. Okay. Her name is Anna Kingsley. And okay. uh, she is originally from Senegal. And this is the 1800s. Where is Senegal? Senegal is in Africa. Okay. Okay. And, and she was captured by neighbors and sold into slavery. Uh, and with that, she is shipped along the Northwest Passage and, you know, the worst possible conditions anybody could ever endure along with others. And, you know, this is this is the area the sharks follow this trail to this day because so many were just slaves were just dropped over the side as they would die or they were not fit or they would act up. Oh, we'll throw you over the side. Guess what? You're in the ocean. Good luck. And many of the slaves actually escaped the hold and would jump into the water to just try to, you know, because it was better than the conditions they were held in. And just this terrible, terrible time. And she had been a princess, they say, of her village. And her name was Anta at that point. And that she was, you know, a, going to be a queen of this village. But here she has been taken over by a rival village. They sell her into slavery. She's on her way to Havana, where okay. she arrives in March of 1811. And it's Spanish controlled Havana uh, at this point. And, you know, and that's, and there, and she is being sold. And she's 13. Oh my God. So she's a young girl. And she's being bid on pretty heavily because she is apparently a very striking young girl. And the man who bids on her is a man named Zephaniah Kingsley. And okay. he outbids everybody. He's got to have, he is infatuated with her, got to have her um, for his plantation that he owns back in the U.S. And who is he? Now, he is just a plantation owner uh he lives in an area near what they called laurel grove um and he's you know he's he's 40 something like 42 and and he's down here in havana buying slaves for his land and he sees anta and decides i want to marry her buys her and I'm going to marry her right now. Not even going to leave. So he purchases her not for necessary. He purchases her, purchases her. I could use my words yes. as a slave, but then he marries her. Yes, in an African ceremony, using with her people that he has also purchased, uh, because she tells him who she would like 
to be with. Members from her tribe have been taken. So she steers him to buying other slaves so they can keep families together, to keep people together. And he's all for it because he's in love with this girl. Uh, and then he, you know, uh, they, they head home on his boat to his plantation. Now, the thing uh, is, his wedding was not approved because it wasn't a Catholic wedding, so the Spanish didn't approve it. Uh, his wedding was not approved by uh, Florida because it was still Spanish Florida at this time. Well, I'm also assuming that at that time, marrying a slave was not approved as well. As in, ridiculous in to add that into the story as possible, like the, nope. the concept that you would purchase a human then marry them in an African I'm sure there's like a laundry list of what was not okay with this. Well, the Spanish uh, do allow marriages with slaves. You gotta remember, they actually treated slaves a lot better than the American slavery, which was just north of them because uh, this was still Spanish Florida. Uh, they actually would allow slaves to marry and be freed. They allowed slaves to be freed. Uh, by working off their indenture and working off oh, things wow. like that. Um, things were a lot better for them than you think. And so that's what Anna, where she changed her name to Anna for him. He said, your name is now Anna. And she liked it. Um, and by the time they got back to his land, she was already with her first child. And, okay. and they had a young, a uh, young boy. And, by the time they they she turns 18 a few years later, she's already had three kids with him. And okay, and has moved into the big house with him. Not she didn't stay in the slave quarters, she lived in the fancy house. Okay. And, and where is this located? This is in what, what Laurel Grove, which is just south of today's Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. Um, and she decides. You know, so she gets freed by because oh, wow. she's married to this person. He's made her a free woman. He's also bought two other wives. We don't really talk about them that much right now. But, uh, you know, because but Anna is the, the, the lady of the house. Okay. And the other two are, you know, just, you know, there. And uh, there are his other wives that he's going to have a couple more children with. Um, but they know follow Anna's lead. Anna's actually managing the plantation while Zephaniah goes on business trips to buy wow. more slaves, to buy more stuff. And he lets her run the plantation with another freed slave and they manage the place. Um, so there now slavery is still, you know, it's terrible, but Zephaniah with her comes up with some neat ways to let the people work. He's like, he gives them a list of things they need to get done and uh -huh. they can do it as fast or as slow as they want. And the faster they get it done, they can just take the rest of the day off. So if they work really oh, wow. hard and then they can do whatever they want to with the rest of the day. Uh, he also let them pursue their own projects. He let them make their own crafts. He let them uh, run. He let gave them all their own plots of land to grow their own groceries, uh, oh, to grow wow. their own you know, plant, make their own farms and make their own little things. And they were allowed to sell their stuff at the market in addition to selling his stuff. And oh, they can wow. keep their own money 
and earn their freedoms and things like that. And this is all because of Anna telling him these things. But he had apparently been doing that a little bit before then, uh, mostly because that freed slave who was managing the property told him it would keep rebellion down and it would make people happier. Well, so. I think, you know, th there's no justification for any of that. So let's mm -hmm. just cover that. So yeah. although we're talking about some great things that this particular human did at yeah. that time, right? not, oh, he was a hero. No, no, no. he's still a terrible person who bought a 13 year old girl. Come on. Yeah. You know, and, and married and, her. Like, yeah, and married her that, and but it pregnant. sounds like he was endeavoring during that time period to make a bit of a difference in the lives of these people and treat them like people although the whole slave ownership thing is still ugh, yeah, yeah you know terrible so um, um so she was running everything which is amazing yep, yep. and then um now he you know uh you know anna is actually owning slaves now herself she's owning them herself she's owning them herself and so she petitions the spanish government for land and she was granted five acres on the saint john's river right across from her husband's plantation of laurel grove and okay. she purchases her own goods and livestock and slaves and she also so she became basically one of this, the most significant freed African descent person in East Florida. And wow. um, so she you know, got this land and started her own plantation, was going to be her own person. Okay. Okay. What, what, going, how old was she when this happened? Do we know? 18. So this is right after the birth of her third child. Okay. So, all right. So she's doing all this. Um, and suddenly a new group enters the picture. Okay. And this is a time that is called the Patriot Rebellion. Uh, this is where some people from Georgia decide Florida should be part of the new fledgling United States. And oh. so to spur that on, they decide to have north florida rebel against the spanish and kick the spanish out so that they'll sign a treaty and make florida part of the united states and they start attacking south into florida right around jacksonville now they know anna and zephaniah know that this is bad you know, if they get caught, she'll be put back into slavery. Her kids will be put into slavery. Their, their freed slaves will be put back into slavery. So they flee. But before they flee, Anna and her children are escaping on a gunboat. And they, a Spanish gunboat. And they supposedly burn their plantation to the ground because Laurel Grove had been taken by okay. the rebellion and was being used as a base of operation. And a lot of the men had been returned to the North to be slaves again. Um, so they burned her property across the water. And Spain was so impressed with this because there was an act of loyalty to the Spanish crown. They decided to give her 
$1,500 worth of stuff, which was a ton of money in that day. Oh my gosh, that was literally a ton of money. Yeah, and a grant of land of 350 acres. Oh, wow. So she literally has 10 times the amount of land she's going to have when she comes back. Now, okay. so Zephaniah and her flee uh, back to Cuba. And they stay there for a little bit till the rebellion ends. And um, and they decide they're going to move back to Florida now and claim her land. Now, next to her land is an island called Fort George Island. Now, Fort George Island had a previous owner who was an American Revolutionary War hero named Lightning McQueen. And that sounds like something from a 70s action movie. Or a Pixar movie. Uh, yeah. yeah, so, you know, you know uh, they might have used the name. Uh, but Lightning McQueen had this plantation on Fort George Island, and it was one of the few plantations that was not burned down by this rebellion. And so Zephaniah and Anna move there. They buy it. So it's a thousand acre island. Um, birds of every description. There's some Indian mounds on it. Uh, and they restore the plantation to life. And oh, wow. beautiful house there. And it's got this wonderful tidal marsh and the oceans there. And Anna and him live there for the next 23 years. It wow. Amazing place. They build the slave quarters. They build completely differently than any other plantation ever. It's and, built in a semicircle of these coquina houses, and each family is allowed to live in their own little house, and they can build their own house. Okay. And some people early on were like, oh, this is a great way for them in the house to keep an eye on the slaves and all this. No, it's the way Anna's villages were back in Senegal. It was oh, wow. They built the circles. So that's she was building another village another tribe and that's why this is you know this princess was bringing back being a princess and she lived in the cookhouse above the cookhouse in her own little house that they had oh, built wow. special for her there uh for her and her kids uh the man anna house it was called uh because anna it was anna's house uh um now she did do stuff in the big house, but you know, that was really, this was her place. It was her okay. special place. Again, she ran the plantation for decades and, um, you know, and she's living life. Good. Um, there's, you know, the St. John's river the, you know, they're on this wonderful place and they've got timberland, they've got orange groves. They start opening minor plantations around she's got that 350 acres that spanish gave her and you know zephaniah owned ships so that's what they were using and so anna had you know access to these ships so she you know was using that to help her business as well um and um kingsley later said you know in one of his papers that she could carry on all the affairs of the plantation in my absence as well as i could uh, and so they had 60 men and women and children who lived on Fort George Island in slavery, but the Kingsley slaves 
were building the Kingsley Plantation's wealth. So, well, and I think most of the time, unfortunately, a lot of wealth was built on the backs of slavery. But um, it sounds like that they had a different approach to um, how they did this with everybody and the change in this, including, um, you know, lending wealth and allowing people to get out of that, right? Right. Um, so I, I do have a question. I know we have to take a break in a minute. Yep. But when I was doing my little looky-loo on this, there was something about polyamory. Yes. Well, like I said, they, uh, she was apparently in love with the manager, uh, the freed slave. And so they had a, a, a secret marriage. And then Zephaniah had his three wives. So, and apparently they all got along and it was just a wonderful you know, just the way it was. And that was also the way the slaves were there. These slave families intermingled and, and did that. And um, so we're at this kind of nice little stopping point here where the, you know, everything is kind of pleasant. Things are moving along and all this. And things are about to change. I was going to say, I don't think we're going to stay there, but I think we're going to do our break and come back and have things go wrong. Am I correct? You know, I wouldn't say wrong, but different. Yeah, and wrong okay. in some ways. Yeah. Well, we're, this is about ghosts, so right. at some point we're building. people have to die. So I'm we're building we're to that. Yeah. The dying part after the break. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Now the real scary stuff, gang. Let's listen to those commercials. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Capitalism. Erie Appalachia. Gear up for a frightful jaunt into the darkest reaches of the ancient Appalachians. Folks deep within the Appalachian hollers lean close to the campfire to share stories of the inexplicable with hushed awe. Monsters rumbling in the hills, strange lights darting through the pitch black night sky, horrible occurrences almost ineffable in their bizarre tragedy. Tall tales, you might say. Tell that to the Flatwoods monster in Braxton County, West Virginia, or the Goat Man of Louisville. Look into his humanoid eyes and let him know you don't believe. What are those apparitions in Mammoth Cave's Corpse Rock or the Satan spawn known as the Jersey Devil? How do you respond when confronted by these mysteries? From the metaphysical energy that swirls near Serpent Mound in Ohio to Point Pleasant's Mothman Legacy, Mark Muncie and Carrie Schultz explore the dark history lurking in the shadows of Appalachia. Read by Mark Muncie, author and experts on strange folklore with appearances on shows such as Ancient Aliens, The Curse of Robert the Doll, and many, many more. Greetings, mortals and others. I'm Dick Terhune, the voice from hell. I work with haunted attractions all over the US, Canada, and Europe to increase audiences and enhance their experience with highly effective commercials, narrations, animatronic character voices, whatever your dark heart desires. Let me help you do more, scare more, profit more. Find out more at Voice From Hell on Facebook and at voicefromhell.com. We're, we're, we're back. I want, I want something to die. What's happening. So, okay. Goes. So we, you know, things well until 1821 okay. when Zephaniah is appointed to the 1823 territorial Legis legislative council because 
Florida has become part of the new United States. And Zephaniah is trying to persuade the lawmakers to adopt policies similar to those of the Spanish, allowing for rights of the free black population. He's trying to allow you know slaves to earn their freedom. He's trying to allow marriages to slaves to be legal and that their children can inherit property. And the Florida legislatures were like, nope, none of this, you know. Yeah, well. They're, they, they were feared of slave rebellions. So, you know, nope, nope, nope. Nope, so, nope, nope. And so they, they, you know, they did make a treaty with Spain when they okay. took the property that said they would protect the free status of colored people in, in Florida. Uh, but the problem was, is 1824, Zephaniah and Anna have their new son, their fourth child, okay. and he will not be allowed to inherit anything, and he is considered not free because it was basically anybody born before the 1821 Onias Treaty would be okay. You know, what exactly are records back then? That's the problem. So okay, um, and then Haiti happens, and they become the first free, independent Black Republic, the Island of Liberty. So Anna and her sons are gonna flee to Haiti. We're done. We're not gonna deal with this. Okay, and um, because we're just gonna go out there to Haiti, and um. And they buy land there on north of Haiti. And I cannot pronounce the name of their land because I don't speak Haitian uh, uh, or, or French, <laughs> which it could be. It's okay. Maya Sorgo de Coca is as close as I get. Apologies. I tried. Uh, but it was apparently heavy, heavy, heavily timbered and very flowerful. And Anna wrote about that the fruits were in abundance and so delicious that you could not stop from eating everything here. Uh, they planned a school and they were building all this stuff and they were there for a few years. So in 1837, they're there, right? Okay. They did the Kingsley Plantation for a little while while they built that place. But in 1843, Zephaniah, who is now 78, was up in New York on another business trip and he dies. Oh. So his estate is worth a ton and he left it all to anna was he allowed and to do that he was under spanish law under florida law that was the question so here's where our villain comes in i i like to think of her as a villain anna's I like this yeah anna uh, yeah anna comes back to florida with her oldest son George to defend the rights of their land, right? Okay. Uh, and then her younger son John is running the Haitian with his with the other daughter. Okay. Um, so she could not return to Fort George Island because they had sold that plantation, but they were going to the other area near the St. John's River where they had the other property that they were also running. Okay. And they get there and, and, and Zephaniah has a sister 
who is claiming that this is all hers now this is she needs all of this and um and so you know and none of this is legal with anna obviously she encircled him he's she's a witch she's a voodoo queen all this other fun stuff and they fight in court oh wow and in a very rare occurrence anna wins what anna got the kingsley plantation Anna how got the heck does that happen? I mean, that's amazing. That's I'm gotta so be how terrible it, but... this 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 sister-in-law is, right? Uh she's wow. she apparently upset the judge because she was so mean-spirited. Now, there was another bit with her. Now, Anna is one of those, we have no pictures of Anna. There were no portraits of Anna. It's, wow. it's probably one of the saddest things lost to history. If you see a picture of her somewhere in a book, that picture that supposedly of her uh, is actually one of her freed slaves that was taken for a later production. It was not Anna, uh, but we have one of the best descriptions of Anna from Anna uh, from from the sister's daughter, so Anna's niece, who stayed at the Kingsley Plantation once and stayed at the Manna Anna house. She was not staying in the big house. She stayed in the small house with, with Anna. And because she did that, the mother flipped out because how dare her white daughter stay with the slaves in this, in this oh. location. So, you know, terrible person all around. And she sounds you know, terrible. Is So is she the villain of our story? She's the villain of our story. She is the Cruella de Vil of all this. Because she also was, she was trying to, she wanted all the slaves because she just wanted to sell it and get the money. She didn't want to run the plantation, didn't want to do anything like that. She literally just wanted the money for it and to be done. Wow. Um, she lived in Virginia, had no, nothing to do with the Florida plantation and all that. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, Anna wins, which is great. She does not move back to Kingsley Plantation, but she pleads with everybody to flee as best they can because the civil war comes in 1862 well and that's a whole different bad, whole different story, story right yeah now she was in jacksonville which was quickly taken by the union and she became kind of the safe place for the slaves to come and so she let them stay at the plantation as best she could right uh -huh. um and it was a place for them to stay. And the sad thing is, Civil War ends, but she had fled to New York. Uh, she also had family who lived uh, uh, a little further south in Florida, and she would talk to them. And so she stayed there a little bit. But after the Civil War is over, 1870, she dies. There are no diaries. There's no you know, letters, there's no portrait. Okay. Even her grave is unmarked. We don't know where she is buried. Um, Do you think that was done um, intentionally? I don't believe so. I just think it was another one of those. She had no records. Now, okay. there are families that claim her descendants, right? Okay. Uh, and, and that is well known. What was amazing about this is for a long time, a lot of the freed slaves, you know, after the Civil War, 
take the name Kingsley because that was the safe oh, name. Wow. If you were from the Kingsley plantation, you were a freed person before all the civil war happened. So for a time, Jacksonville, you know, those early days of phone books, there were yeah. more Kingsleys than there were Smiths. Uh, wow. you know, so it was the most common name in North Florida for a long time. Um, Anna literally changed the world in her area as best she could. Um, okay. Now, there have been disputes that was she really a princess or was that just kind of a folktale? Well, there are, they were able to find the village that she came from. They, there are descendants of that tribe that do claim royalty. Supposedly, her name means blood of the queen, uh, not, you know, the queen. So maybe that's where they got it from. Or maybe she is descended from royalty. But I love the story of this princess sold into slavery and then becoming a queen, man. She she yeah. owned her own land. She changed the world. Uh, she led some of the early caucuses with her husband, you know, on trying to, you know, treat slavery better and all this. Um well, it seems amazing. like she made a difference, which is amazing and heroic and not perfect. Not everybody can be perfect. No. And of course, we can look back at history and there's a lot of horrific parts to this story. And you can go down the rabbit hole on researching it yeah. that are bad. They were slaves, but they did make a difference. They did free a bunch of slaves before the freedom of slaves was a thing. And they made it so that they could create a life where they were not that it you know balances everything out but it does make a difference which is fantastic now so the house avoided the ravages of civil war avoided the revolutionary war avoided the you know the patriot rebellion so the house is still there it eventually became a state park and now it is a national park so it has a little bit of funding they've been able to upkeep the house the slave quarters are still there in that unique semicircular shape of the Kakina. And so you can go visit it out on Fort George Island. Uh, you drive along a wonderful, you know, uh, Spanish moss covered road to get out to it. Um, but when you get there, what you want to watch for is there are three known ghosts at this place. And then a unique- I was gonna say, where are the ghosts? Okay, so the first one is supposedly Anna herself. Okay. Uh, and she is known as, as we all love to call them, the lady in white. Uh, oh, she's a lady. I just got lady in white. You know how I love the lady in white. I love the ladies in white. So she is seen in the main house. Okay. Wandering around, usually looking out the porch, out at the water, watching the water, you know, the tide of the marsh. And um, her spirit is supposedly a very kind, very welcoming spirit. You'll feel you know, a positive energy if you see her. Uh, she is probably one of the most photographed ghosts there because she is so visual. Um, there is a negative spirit on the island. Now, before I go into that one, though, I do want to say the Anna goat. Uh -huh. I don't, I'm not 100% sure that that's Anna. Uh, so I think what, it might Describe the lady in white. Tell me what happens okay. with her. What have people seen? They see a lady in a white flowing gown wandering through the house and she wanders the living area and then out to that porch area and looks out at the sun and fades into the light now the pictures of her are usually people taking pictures of the windows 
of the house because it is a very photographic house. People love looking at the house and that's when they see her in the reflections in the mirrors or in the you know distortions there, all that. Now, the reason I don't believe 100% that it is Anna is because Anna stayed in the Mana Anna house, the house yeah. next to it, you know, the, the, the above the kitchen. That was her home. That was where she stayed. And even then, she died hundreds of miles away. She really only lived in this plantation for a short period of her life. Some people say, well, this is where she had her happiest memories. Okay, you know, that's possible too. But a couple of his wives did die here and they were all treated very well too. And one of them lived in the big house. Uh, do we know what her name is? I do not know her name. And that's the problem. Her name was lost. Uh, even with all the records that the Kingsleys kept. Um, it could have been Clara, but again, the names have escaped. Anna is the only one who actually owned property. So she's the only one we actually have records of. Um, well, that is, I think that we should challenge those that are paranormal investigators out there to mm -hmm. see if they can get the name nicely yes. from this woman in white. Yep. And let us know if they get any sort of name or if a medium gets any sort of information. We would love to hear it. Yep. So this is ghost one. I love that it's a lady in white. I think you yep. set that up intentionally to continue to garner my interest in these ghosts. Yes. So, so the second ghost is a dark and scary ghost. And ooh. the legend of him is that um, he was a very bad man amongst the freed slaves and that he was doing terrible things to other slaves, including, uh, you know, you know, terrible things to women and children, uh, including murder, uh, but even more around that. So God, we'll dodge the words, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, wow. and, and so they gathered together and formed a justice group to hunt this guy down and put him out of their misery. And supposedly he was buried in the swamp. Some of the later legends say he was lynched, but to be fair, lynching did not really occur till much later in uh, history. So that was not a common and thing before the Civil War. He was a criminal. Yeah, but still was not a common thing before the Civil War. And okay. this would have been pre that. So, so I think that is where it got embellished. Uh, but I do believe, you know, it could have been somebody bad there. The story is very ground there. Um, but he is called Old Red Eye and uh, Red Eye. Why did they call him that? Because his eyes are just were glowed red. That's why he was so evil. He was possessed. And that's what caused him to do all this stuff. And so his spirit now roams the island. And you'll see him as these giant red eyes up in the trees or his, you know, 10 feet tall, and you know, the, the, the stories are very back and forth on it. Um, now, when you ask the rangers at this park about the ghosts, right, they mm -hmm. will happily tell you about the lady in white. And when you ask them about old red eye, they have a very natural, you know, and of course, blow the whole legend of red eye out of the water by saying we do have red eyes in the trees. They're called possums. And when you're driving down that road and your light hits it, you'll see two red eyes about nine feet high staring back at you. So, 
Yo, yeah, those those park rangers love to take the fun out of everything. But well, of course is, they do. But that is likely because that's what Carrie and I saw when we were driving back. One you saw possums saw, in the trees. We saw red eyes, and I was like, "Oh, it's red eye!" Oh, it, it was a possum. Um, now there are a couple animal spirits there that okay. I think are fascinating. One of the stories is you will hear a baby cry in the distance. And then you will be visited by an albino peacock. Oh. That will wander along. Now, there were peacocks on the property, and I guess eventually there could have been an albino peacock, but uh, um, a ghostly albino peacock? Now, it's supposed to symbolize rebirth in you know Christian myth and stuff. So maybe it's a visit with the rebirth of you know the plantation through so many rebirths of it. Well, you know what's interesting is I think a lot of people don't know how many peacocks there are in Florida. Yeah, exactly. There is a ridiculous amount of peacocks in Florida. And if you've ever heard one of them cry out, it does sound it like... It sounds like somebody screaming. Or a baby crying if they're little. So, yeah. You know, um, so that is why... I think, again, another natural explanation that just people wanted a supernatural explanation for because they met an albino peacock, so they made up a story about it. Uh, now, the other spirit there is yet another Florida local monster that uh, hangs out under the final step before the plantation heads into the water. Okay. That is a ghostly alligator. A what? Yes. What? Not a real alligator. You'll walk down the steps and you'll be fine. But as soon as you get to the bottom steps, you'll hear the oof of an alligator grunt and you'll turn around and there will be an alligator that was not there when you went up the steps. And then it will disappear quickly. So a ghostly alligator at the base of the steps to the Kingsley Plantation. Now that one, the park rangers say, oh, you just saw an alligator. Well, then why did it disappear instantly? Oh, well, you you miss you miss saw it or you misheard it. And th there is an alligator that goes there occasionally. We've been many times. I've never seen the alligator. I've never seen the ghostly alligator. But when I asked them about it, they're like, oh, it's just it's just an alligator. Tourists don't understand it up here. Well, paranormal teams have recorded it and they've gotten that wow. on, on EVP, which is amazing to me. So the final spirit there and i don't I, i'm not really sure you would call it a single spirit because what happens is there is a group of spirits that come okay. from the slave quarters toward the big house on mass they just say a, sh a like shapes of shadows moving on the island towards the central spike of where the plantation leads out so it would be in the town center as it were, as like I said, as Anna made this like a village, an African village, this would have been the center and they all come there and gather. And then they just kind of sway as though listening to a strange song or just in the wind. And, uh, and it's, they call it the ghostly horde of Kingsley. And but they're, they're, they just, they're peaceful. They're peaceful. They don't do anything. They just kind of stand there for moments, generally under the light of a moon, a, mostly a full moon from what I've heard. Uh, and then they fade away into- So you, you've been there a couple of times. Have you seen any of these? I have not seen 
any of those except for the red eyes, which I'm pretty sure was a possum. Um, wow. It is an amazing place. I will say you get some strange vibes on that island. It has a unique energy to it. It is definitely one of, it's also beautiful. So many, you know, plants and animals and the trees there are amazing. The Indian mounds there are, um, the native mounds are incredible also, even though many of them were destroyed. Um, the, uh, uh, the Spanish mission that was lost on the island, they think they found it now that oh, was wow. there when it was first founded they've found some rec uh, some some ruins that might be it they've dug them up there's an archaeological dig going on there now uh to see if that's it um now there is a lost colony somewhere in that area near either Fernandina beach or saint john's river it was the french colony that got destroyed in the whole matanzas massacre which is another episode we'll talk about down the line okay. uh it was called fort marion there is a Fort Marion National Park up there, but it is not where the real Fort Marion was because we don't know where the real Fort Marion was. Um, and we just assumed it was this spot, but it could have been on Fort George Island, you know, and, and Lightning McQueen didn't write about it, you know, when he took over the island and built his plantation. We don't know. So records at that time, like I said, are spotty at best. And, uh, but anyway... This sounds like a really fun adventure, though, that somebody could go on. Yeah, definitely. There's... As the travel part, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yes, yes, definitely yes. make your trip to Jacksonville and then just make sure you head up to uh, the Kingsley Plantation National Park. You can also visit uh, the Dummett Sugar Mill. The ruins of the Dummett Sugar Mill are right on the road to that. Uh, that's an amazing place. You can. It's not too far from the Tomoka Springs which is another wonderful native lore about a man who had the Holy Grail, basically a cup that made him invincible, a, a, a native chief. And then the Spanish killed him. So, um, well, that, maybe not as invincible that doesn't as he sound like he was invincible. Not as invincible as he thought anyway, but no. you know, keep your eyes out for albino peacocks and uh, keep your eyes out for uh, wonderful uh, red-eyed possums. So is uh, there, before we, is there any things that people need to know like are there ways they should approach some of these people or anything like that yeah and that's exactly you know we're going to be talking uh uh that's next step here so okay the alligator to see the alligator you are to walk through the kitchen to the back porch and then head down the stairs and okay. supposedly to call the ghostly gator uh you you have to have smell of food so bring a snack bring a hot dog bring something uh there isn't any food out in the park so you know and uh again throw away yeah. anything you bring because you know bring only take only pictures and leave only footprints um now the lady in white maybe anna maybe one of the other ladies of the house what you want to watch out for her is when you go into the house, the big mm -hmm. house, the living room area is off to the left. And then there is this like parlor area that you walk right into. And then over to the right is the passage to Anna's house. But keep going straight back. And then over to the left is what they've kind of made it into a library area, but it was probably the dining room area at the time. And that is where the lady in white is seen. And she okay. wanders along where the shelves are now but she even like 
walks through the shelves because the shelves weren't there when she was there. So, uh, so she obviously was walking out the, looking out the wall, looking at possibly paintings on the wall. We're not even sure what was there at the time. Um, but when she gets out to the back, when she gets out over that water mm -hmm. and starts looking over that railing, that's where a lot of paranormal teams have said they've had the most experiences with her is by setting up there with their EMPs or with their, you know, REM pods to try to juice up the energy in the area. Um, that's where you want to put your listening device. That's where you want to take pictures. That's where you'll catch her most likely. Now the park is closed at night. It is a state, it is a national park. So they close at dusk. There are okay. times though, that you are allowed to go there at night. They do some evening events and they will allow paranormal teams there with permission. You have to go through a lot of hoops for the state of Florida to do this, but they tend to have paranormal teams on standby that you might be able to link up with to go if you really want to go on one of their events. So if you go to the Kingsley Plantation website, they have lists of their evening things. They do moon over the mounds, they call it, where you can go out on full moon nights, which is the nights that a lot of this stuff happens uh, because it's a, a dark sky location. You can go out there and look at the moon. You can go out there and look at the stars. It is beautiful. That is when you want to watch for the ghostly horde. That is when you want to watch for old red eye. And that is when you want to watch for the peacock. Uh, but uh, just remember when you're hitting that brake light as you're backing out and you see those red eyes in the mirror behind you, it's probably a possum. Uh, but, but if you possums see the red eyes, nice. yes, do not be mean to possums. No, possums are great, and they're, they're eating they're eating the mosquitoes. Let them let them do what they do. Uh, yes, and um, you know they're they're taking care of the other pest problems. Um, it's like bats. Let the bats do what they want to do. They're eating all the mosquitoes too. Come on, we 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 love our our furry friends, even though I'm allergic to them all. Uh, <laughs> but all right, so the so the alligator ghost, like I said, it's mostly audible before you see it um okay. so be ready if you have a camera no one's ever got a photo of this thing because it's gone in a flash um so but so many people have described it that it is now listed as one of the ghosts there uh the peacock was a couple times thing uh mostly in the 70s so it may not be there anymore it may have been a albino peacock wild in the area the lady in white though she has been seen consistently since the early 1900s all the way through today and the park rangers they're they're not supposed to talk about her but they will talk about the ghosts they will talk about the ghostly horde because a couple of them have witnessed it so, so why won't they talk about the lady in white it's uh, i guess it's one of those they're afraid that if they talk about that it could be anna that it could be you know uh you know i, th I think maybe it's because a black lady in white doesn't sound right uh, to them that's kind of the feeling I got from the two rangers I talked to was that you know it's you can't call her a lady in white if it's a black lady well yes you can she's wearing a white dress it's all good you know um, yeah no that problematic it was back yeah. then yep that's... and uh and that's why you know these things happen uh I will say back to Anna back to her sister-in-law that she had the feud with Thankfully, the sister-in-law died of tuberculosis a couple years after all this madness. Uh -huh. uh, so, you know, couldn't happen to a nicer person. Uh, she definitely did not like people mixing with other kinds and, you know, hey. But 
Anna herself lived, like I said, to a ripe old age. She had four wonderful children. One of her children, one of her descendants became Florida's first black millionaire. Oh, Abraham Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln Kingsley. He was the first, he was a millionaire industrialist, an, invent, an investor, and opened up some sawmills, opened up some lumber mills, and uh, became Florida's first black millionaire. Uh, some of her other descendants went on to serve as judges and went on to serve in Florida House. And oh, wow. so, you know, her bloodline was strong and did very well and are still around today. Uh, most of them are in Haiti, where I, I think if if I was Anna, I probably would have been down in Haiti with my family. And if I was haunting somewhere, that's where I'd be haunting. Is that yeah, no, it's and it sounds like that was much safer at that point. What's very interesting about this plantation too, it has first of all, it does have a widow walk, which I yes. think is I love widow walks on houses, right? Oh uh, yes. Yeah. And that tells you they did a lot of things with boats and stuff like that because people would leave. Um, generally the husbands would leave and they'd go walk waiting for them to come back. Yep. So there's that. The other thing is you can actually go become a junior ranger at this park. Yes. And there's entire curriculum materials that you can get and teach in um, schools and classrooms, which is amazing to continue to learn the history of these types of situations. So if you're listening and you're a teacher or you want to go explore and you want to become a junior ranger, absolutely make sure you look into this. We're going to put the link in our show notes because the what was accomplished here through all of the horrible things is still amazing and yeah. did lead the way for several amazing things to happen. Yeah. So Anna, we salute you whether or not you walk through the house in your white dress or not. If, we, if you're so, down in Haiti and you're at your plantation there, which is also still there, we, we salute you there too. Cause I think that's more likely where you're, you're resting uh, or enjoying your afterlife. Uh, but um, this, this place is just one of those to have such an impact on history of Florida and the fact that so few people know about it or even talk about it or go there. And, you know, next time you're planning our trip to Daytona Beach, take an hour north and go visit this. If you're going to St. Augustine and you've done all the ghost tours there, go go take a small drive north and go visit this. If you're going to Fernandina Beach, which I think is very underrated uh, for an awesome place to visit, uh, and Amelia Island, which was run by pirates for generations. Yes, that's an amazing place, but take another short John over and visit the Kingsley Plantation because it is incredible. And um, it is, and just soak up that history because otherwise we're doomed to repeat it. You know, that's that's yeah. what it's all about. Oh, so, and the the fact is, you can learn so much about where people in Florida, people around the world, came from. Like this is part of the history, and sadly not taught in the history of books the way it should be. So no. knowledge is power, my friends. Go Spider Man this up and learn things. Yes. So yes, wonderful. And and well, I don't think there's much else to say on this. Uh, you know, it's one of those. So what have you got next? You've got uh, you've got some travels ahead. 
Yeah, no, I, I'm going down to Florida, ironically. So, oh. you know, this you're going to have to take me to visit this because I'm coming down to Florida. So that'll be exciting. We're on the other side of the panhandle, though. We're going to be over at Pensacon. So, yeah, uh, we will be. I'm not sure when this is going to air. So, this might air after. I don't know. This should be Black History Month. So, it's got to be in February. And we're there at the end of February. So, yeah. Uh, so, let me look. Let me look when this is going to air. This is going to air. It looks like on the 28th, which will so be in Pensacon. So come on down yeah. and see us. Come, come, come see the um, Erie Travels crew. We'd love to have you there. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. no, we, we've got many other things coming up, my friends. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes, so. I can't wait. March is going to be crazy. April's crazy. We have we have much ahead. And uh, and uh, as we like to say, we'll let Destiny play us out, as always. We'll let her play it up. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave us a review, leave us a comment. Please feel free to go to eerietravels.com and absolutely send us your listener stories. If you know anything about what we've discussed today or there's things you want us to look into, we would love to hear from you. Many, many thanks to our amazing producer, Callie. Yes. We appreciate the everything that they do for us because whoop, whoop, we wouldn't be this great without them. And we will see you next time, right, Mark? Yes, and we will see you on the other side. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>